Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Fusion Church. All right, it is Friday. It is Freedom Friday. Oh, man, God has been on a move lately. Things are happening all around us. And you know what? And the best is yet to come. This morning, uh, we are reading from the book of of Ruth, uh, chapter 4. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this hour, for this time that you have given us. I thank you for your presence. I pray that you would just be here with us, Father, that you speak to us and not not me, oh Lord God. Let it be you, oh Lord God. I just thank you in advance, Father, what you're going to be doing. I thank you, Father, for every home, every family represented here, Father God. And I just thank you for your awesomeness, for your blessings, Father. And this I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. All right, all right. Stretch if you need to. All right. We have a special reader today. All right. Come on, bring it on. Uh, good morning. Um, uh, this is Ruth, chapter four, and I'm reading out of uh, the NIV version. Uh, meanwhile, Boaz went up to the town gate and sat down there just as the guardian redeemer he had mentioned came along. Boaz said, Come over here, my friend, and sit down. So he went over and sat down. Boaz took 10 of the elders of the town and said, sit here, and they did so. Then he said to the guardian redeemer, Naomi, who who has come back from Moab, is selling the piece of land that belonged to our relative Elimelech. I thought I should bring the matter to your attention and suggest that you buy it in the presence of these seated here and in the presence of the elders of my people. If you will redeem it, do so. But if you will not, tell me so I will know. For no one has the right to do it except you, and I am next in line. I will redeem it, he said. Then Boaz said, On the day you buy the land from Naomi, you also acquire Ruth the Moabite, the dead man's widow, in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property. At this, the guardian redeemer said, Then I cannot redeem it, because I might endanger my own estate. You redeem it yourself. I cannot do it. Verse 7. Now, in earlier times in Israel, for the redemption and transfer of property to become final, one party took off his sandal and gave it to the other. This was the method of legalizing transactions in Israel. So the guardian redeemer said to Boaz, buy it yourself, and he removed his sandal. Then Boaz announced to the elders and all the people, today you are witnesses that I have bought from Naomi all the property of Elimelech, Kilion, and Malon. I have also acquired Ruth, the Moabite, Malon's widow, as my wife in order to maintain the name of the dead with his property so that his name will not disappear from among his family or from his hometown. Today, you are witnesses. Then the elders and all the people at the gate said, we are witnesses. May the Lord make the woman who is coming into your home like Rachel and Leah, who together build up the family of Israel. May you have standing in Ephrathah and be famous in Bethlehem. 
Through the offspring the Lord gives you by this young woman, may your family be like that of Perez, who Tamar bore to Judah. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better than, to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Verse 18, this then is the family line of Perez. Perez was the father of Hezron, Hezron the father of Ram, Ram the father of Aminadab, Aminadab the father of Nashon, Nashon the father of Salmon, Salmon the father of Boaz, Boaz the father of Obed, Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, man, stepping up to the plate this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, uh, the, this particular book, you know, it's it's a book all about redemption. All about redemption, you know, and 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 here and in chapter four, you know, pretty much, you know, you know, at the Boaz has, has been experiencing who this Ruth was, you know, and experienced the way that she was with her mother-in-law. And, and he already had one thing in mind, you know, he wanted Ruth. Come on now. He, he wanted Ruth, you know, seeing how, what, what kind of a woman she was. Well, he had to do things the right way. He had to do things the right way. And, and, and here it, it begins, now Boaz went up to the gate. You know, the gate was a place that, that they will get through the gathering takes place in the, in the gate. There will be elders that will always come out to the gate and especially they were invited. And, and there, the legal things and social matters were discussed and worked out, you know, amongst them in the presence of the elders that will be there, you know. And it says that Boaz, you know what I mean? He was going to, he, he gathered the 10 elders, you know, as official witnesses. You know, it says there in verse 2, and he took the men of the, uh, the, men of the elders of the city and said, sit here, you know. At the sit here, you know, and so he was walking him and walking him in. He also invited the the close relative of Ruth that was there. That he was technically the 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 one that had to be doing the redeeming, you know. And Boaz wanted to do everything in order, everything in order. And, and in verse three, it says, "And Boaz said to the close relative Naomi, who has come back from the the country of Moab, you know, she has a piece of land and she needs to sell it." You know, and and you, why don't you go ahead and buy it? Why don't you go ahead and redeem it? So he was leaving it up to up to him, up to that close relative, because he says there. And I thought to inform you of this, so you know, I'm letting it known to you, letting it known to you, letting it known to everybody here, to all the witnesses here, to the elders here. You know what what this is all about. He says, buy it back in the presence of the inhabitants and the elders. That my that my people, if you will, redeem it, redeem it. He says, he tells them, you know, or tell me, you know, what you're going to do. If not, I will redeem it. So pretty much, Boaz was making it perfectly clear what was his intentions. You know, we always, you know, don't know what's ahead of us. We always don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And sometimes, you know, we may be going through difficult situations. 
you know, and, and have a lot of questions, you know, and, and I bet you if I ask you this morning, who has a question for the Lord? And I bet you we're all going to raise our hands. Hey, Lord, what about this? What about that? What about what's going on over here? You know, so so Boaz was doing this out of respect and everything, you know, but also in all this, you know, we, we got to think about uh, this Ruth, you know, because she has been through a lot. She has been through a lot. She has been faithful. She has been faithful in her walk with her mother-in-law. You know, she has been faithful to her and she will always listen to her, you know. And I know sometimes it's hard to listen to my, your mother-in-law. Come on now. <laughs> my mother-in-law is with the Lord, is with the Lord today. And she's running around the pearly gates along with my mom out there, you know. But, you know, so, but she was obedient to her and she loved her. So, you know, and this just took me just to Isaiah 43, 19, because sometimes, you know, we all, all go through stuff. We all go, all go through situations and, 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 we, and, we, and we're seeking God. And it says there in Isaiah 43, 19, it says, Behold, I will do a new thing. And it shall come, and it shall spring forth. You shall know it. I will even make a role in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So it says there that the Lord is going to be doing it. You know, that he's going to do this new thing in your life. You know, and some of us are waiting for answers. Some of us are waiting, are waiting for the Lord. And I know that that Ruth has been has been waiting, you know, has been waiting on the Lord, on this God that Naomi served, on this God that she chose to serve, you know, because in the beginning she said, at the, your God will be my God. You know, you know, I will be with you. I, I will stay with you. So she chose this God. And so I'm sure she had thoughts of what her future uh, holds, you know, and, and, and a lot of things were not clear. But she was obedient. And sometimes, you know, in our walk with the Lord, we just need to be obedient and we just need to hold on. Hold on to that promise because the Lord already said that he would do it for you. It's beautiful how it says, I will even make a road in the wilderness. Even though sometimes the road ahead of us may not look clear, may not look like it is the right way to go, you know, but the Lord will make it clear to you. And he says, and rivers, it says rivers, and it says rivers is plural, it's not singular. So he will make different avenues for us in the desert. He will make a way for you. He will make a way for us, you know. And 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 here, you know, and Boaz, you know, brought all these people together. And Boaz said, I'm on verse five, on that day, you will buy the field from Naomi. You must also buy it from Ruth. So he, he made it perfectly clear. This is not just about Naomi. This is also about Ruth. It's also about Ruth. It's also about making things right, you know, in, in, in them. So this was, this was, you know, a financial cost of redeeming the land, but this was also a social cost. You know, the individual who had a commitment to marry Ruth, you know, that way the, the man, her roots at the husband who passed away, you know, his name will live on. You know, so it's, it's the thing about just remembering those names. And this is something that goes back to Genesis 38, where she talks about, it talks about at the, if your brother dies, you know, you will take his place. But it's also in De Deuteronomy 25, you know, uh, 5 to 10, it talks about this. And this is what it says in Deuteronomy 25, 5. It says, if, if brother dwells together and one of him, uh, him dies and has no son, the widow, the widow of the dead man shall not be shall not be married to a stranger. In other words, they wanted to keep this within the family, outside the family. Her husband's brother shall go to her, take her as his wife, 
and perform the duty of a husband for his brother. So in other words, it was the responsibility of the brother to, to take the, uh, his brother's wife into it, to be his wife, to keep, to give him his name. That way the name will live on. You know, so it, it goes into all that, you know, close relatives, you know, at the in verse six, you know, it is, it's to redeem the other person, you know, and, and we're, we're so blessed that we have been redeemed. Amen. We have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb. You know, back in the day, you know, they had all this, all these rules that they have set forth, you know, of the way to do things, you know, and that's because they wanted to keep that name of the family going, you know, they didn't want nobody to be, to name, to be lost. And that's, that's why they had this custom that the brother will step up. Yeah. You know, and for, and you think about it, you know, say like, if my brother will pass away and I got to marry his wife, I got one wife already. I don't need another wife. You know what I mean? You know, so, so back in the day, you know, this thing was, was, was a practice, you know? So, so, so here the relative, the relative had uh, of Naomi, had the right to to do this, had the right to redeem that land that she had, because as a woman, she shouldn't be selling that land. You know, it had to go from the male side of the house, you know, and, and a close relative would be able to buy that from her, you know, and, and that way she will be protected, that she will have an inheritance. So here, you know, in verse seven, it says, now this was the custom. This was the custom back then. In verse seven, it says that, that, in former times of Israel concerning redeeming and exchanging to be confirmed, one man would take off his sandal and give it to the other. So in other words, you know, if they if there was an agreement happening, there was an agreement happening, uh, and, and I agree with you, I would take off my sandal and give it to you, you know, and that was considered a contract. That was considered the way that, uh, uh, of an agreement. Back in the day, for me, a handshake, you know, back in the day when I had hair growing up, you know, I remember a handshake mean, meant, it meant the all. A handshake was more profound than a document. A handshake mean more than that. Because if you break a handshake, that was, a, that was like a curse back then. Because there was respect, there was integrity, there was honor back in the day. So here in, in, in this time in Israel, the, their tradition was he would remove his slipper and hand it over. You know, and that will be a sign of a contract. And everybody that was witnessing, you know, that would acknowledge that, you know. And it says here in verse eight, therefore, the close relative said to Boaz, buy it for yourself. So he took off his sandal. That's what he did. And in verse nine, he says, and Boaz said to the elders and all the people that were there, you are witnesses. So Boaz wanted to make sure, managed to make sure that it was clear. There was no hiccups, you know, that this is the way that, it, that that everything should go down. It was all in the open, you know, and he says that, you know, that on this day, you know, I will buy the land that belonged to Emilelech, which was Ruth's as the husband, uh, and to Shalin and, and Malcolm, you know, from the, the, the inheritance that he was going to do all this. I wanted to know, you know, so his intention was to make sure that it was clear and make sure that it was witnessed, but uh, even more than that, you know, his his sight was always on Ruth, you know, and it says, moreover, Ruth, the Moabite, the widow, you know, I have acquired as my wife. 
So he's making it perfectly clear what his intentions are. You know, as my wife, you know, so that way that that, that the name of the of her, her husband would not would not would not be lost. So that name will live on. And 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 when he did this, you know, he was keeping the tradition, but he wanted to make sure that they knew that they all knew what was his intention. And at this and at this moment, when he said all this to the people, the people, you know, were listening. You know, they they heard it and they, and they were excited about it. You know, and then in verses eleven and twelve, the people blessed them. And it's wonderful when people can come together and bless us. You know. And speak beautiful things to, uh, at the, about us, you know. But and that's what the people did. They were in agreement. So when things are done the right way, there is clarity, you know. There, there, there's understanding. And in this matter, you know, that boss brought up at the gate, you know, he wanted to make sure that it was clear. They received the message, and they were they were happy about. It. They were happy for for Naomi. You know, because Naomi was was being blessed by all this, you know, and, and it says in verse 13, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. And when he went into her, the Lord gave her gave her conception and she bore a son. Now you think about it. Think about it. She was she was married before, you know, her husband died. They were together for 10 years, 10 years. She had no, no child, you know, in that time. You know, so she 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 knows what it is to be a wife, and she was trying to probably be, to be a mother because that would be a blessing back then. But she never conceived anything, so I could just imagine what was going through her head. You know that I that I hope that you know if Boaz becomes my husband, you know that I'll be able to give him a child. You know because he it didn't happen before. She probably had doubts in her head. She probably didn't know what to do. But you know what? It was a beautiful thing how. Her attitude was all along that she loved Ruth, that she listened to her, she was faithful to her, you know, that she followed Ruth into her the homeland and left her homeland behind, you know. And and now, now that Boaz, you know, married her, you know, and she probably had doubts, but guess what? The Lord bless her. Sometimes, you know, we can go through hardship. We can go through hard times and we don't know when the blessing is going to come. The main thing is that we keep our focus on God, that we keep our focus on his word, that we maintain ourselves, you know, and, and walk by faith and not by sight. So she was a servant to her mother-in-law and she did good to her and she listened to her. And, she, and this brought honor to her because they will witness, you know, everything that we do or don't do, somebody's watching. Come on, somebody's watching because people like to talk sometimes. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but people like to talk sometimes. But, you know, but here Ruth was doing all these things and she was not concerned about nobody. She was just concerned of doing the right thing. And guess what? When she got married to Boaz, you know, the Lord blessed her. It doesn't say that she had to wait for it. It doesn't say that it took time. It says that the Lord blessed her. You know, right in the same verse, 13, when they got married, then she conceived a son. You know, so what a blessing, what a blessing. And in verse, and in verse 14, it says, Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord 
who has not left you this day without close relatives and may his name be famous in Israel. So here the women uh, are blessing Naomi. So here Naomi, Naomi, you know, because of the actions of Ruth, uh, what Ruth did, did for Naomi, Naomi was being blessed. So she could have been another one that would say, oh, you know, I lost my husband. I lost my kids. I got to go back home now. I have, you know, I don't, I don't have nothing to live for. But, you know, maybe, maybe this will happen. Maybe a close relative will step up. And guess what? A close relative, this stepped up, you know. And here, here the women are saying, blessed be to Naomi, you know, to the Lord. And it says there in verse 15, and may and may he be to you a restorer of life and nurturer of the old age for your daughter-in-law. He says, yeah, for your daughter-in-law who loves you. So Ruth that loved Naomi, you know, they noticed that. They noticed that. And it's better to you than seven sons. Come on now. Seven sons back in the day. That would be a fantastic and big blessing to have. Seven sons. He says that Ruth was better than seven sons. That was the praise that they were giving Ruth. But that was also the acknowledgement that they were giving Naomi, you know. So they were blessing her, you know, because of what Ruth has done. It is so wonderful that sometimes when we go through life and things happen, we don't know when the answer is going to come. We don't know when the breakthrough is going to come. All we need to do is to continue to focus on the most high God. Continue to trust him no matter what. Continue to praise his name. Because when we praise the Lord and when we worship the Lord, and you guys know me by now, I love to praise. I love to worship. You know, And, 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 and I can go crazy worshiping and praising God. I can act like a fool. You know, but I'm acting like a fool for the Lord. You know, I can I can run around the church sometimes, you know, and then people will say, what is this guy doing? But you know what? You know what? I don't do it for you. I do it for the Lord. I do it for the for his presence. I do it for his anointing. I do it because why he deserves. You know, sometimes we got to get out of our cost, uh, uh, being comfortable and, and, and just say, Lord, I'm just going to let it out. I'm just going to let it out on you. I'm just going to praise you. Because look what David did. David danced in the street for the Lord. Come on now. The king of Israel danced in the street. And they talked about him. So you know what? I do my thing. I dance. I jump up and down. I scream. I holler. You know? And I know that Doug, always hiding his face, he's the first one to be screaming and hollering. He's the first one to be jumping up and down. You know, so, you know, so I take after him. So if you want to blame me for something, blame Doug, you know, because I'm, I'm learning from my elders. <laughs> but, you know, but we have to praise God. And that's one of the things that, you know, here in this particular four chapters of a book in Ruth that it talks about being redeemed. How one individual didn't know God from a different like at the land decided to follow her mother-in-law and blessed her so much that people will speak about her and say that she's better than seven sons. What a, what, what a, what a blessing, what a positive word for somebody to say about you, that you are better, you know? And, and it was so wonderful. And it says in verse 17, it says, 
Also, the neighbor, the neighbor's woman gave him a name, the son. And, and there is a son born to Naomi, and they call his name Obed, you know. And he is the father. This is the thing. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David, leaving to the lineage of Jesus, you know, because Jesus was from the house of David. And how beautiful it is how, how, how somebody, somebody who lost everything, somebody who had nothing, somebody who, 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 was, who was a foreigner in this land that she walked into, she was a Moabite, you know, how she ended up being the mother of Obed, who was the father of Jesse, who was the father of David, and so on to Jesus Christ. How they, that name was blessed. So even back then, they blessed this individual. So sometimes, 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 you know, we can cut ourselves short by saying, oh, I'm not, I'm nobody. I'm not worth anything. You know, I'm, you know, I'm nobody. I'm nobody special. But guess what? The Lord calls you special. You are his sons and you are his daughters and you were created with purpose and there's destiny in your life and there's things that you and I need to do because guess what? If we are his children, our names are written in the book, you know, and if our names are written in the book, you know, in the book of life, that means that we, that we are special to the Lord. Why? Because we have received him as our Lord and Savior. And this morning, I just want to encourage you, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. Like T.D. Jakes always says, the best is yet to come. So get ready, get ready, get ready. And we need to make sure that we focus on the Lord. And just like Ruth, you know, it's a short little book, four chapters, man. But so much truth in that book and how she reacted to the situation that she was facing, we make, have to make sure that we react to our situations in the right way and do not lose hope. Do not give up. We got to press on. We got to press on. When you're tired and when you're not feeling it, you got to raise that hand and say, Lord, unto you I will praise. Unto you I will give you glory. I will give you the honor. I will exalt your name even when I don't feel it. Lord, when I'm in pain, Lord God, I thank you. I thank you because your word says that you never leave me. You never forsake me. You never abandon me. Your word says that you are constantly watching over me. Your word says that my days are ordered by the Lord. So the Lord has you because he already ordered our days. Tomorrow is not promised to you. But today, today we can choose. Today I choose to worship God. I choose to praise God. Even in the midst of trials. Even in the midst of storms. I don't know what tomorrow may bring. I don't know when day I'm going to receive the answers to certain things in our life. But this thing I know that my God is already in my tomorrow. And if my God is already there, he has this. He's making a way. I cannot see it in my physical being, but in my spirit, Lord God, I praise you. In my spirit, I will glorify you. In my spirit, I will acknowledge you. I will give you the glory. I will give you the honor. I will lift you up, Lord. Because why? Because you are in control. So this too shall pass. Whatever it is, my brothers and sisters, this too shall pass. Whatever you're going through, 
This too shall pass. That's the word of the day. This too shall pass. We are Freedom Friday. Come on now. Time to let go of the burden. Time to release it to the Lord. Time to say, Lord, here it is. I am free. I am free. I am free. Because he who the Lord has set free, the word says, are free indeed. Not just free, but free indeed. So the Lord this morning is telling you that you are free. You are free to praise him. You are free to acknowledge him. You are free to glorify him this morning. So this morning, my brothers, take a few minutes and praise God, worship, and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Because why? Because he's already at work. Your answer is around the corner. Your answer is probably waiting for one more praise to come out of your mouth before the answer comes around the corner. So please don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. Focus, focus, focus. And be like Ruth. Ruth, she continued to move forward. Ruth, continue to hold on. Ruth, continue to be a beautiful person in the midst of everything, in the midst of everything, in the midst of losing her husband, in the midst of moving away from her homeland, in the midst of leaving everything behind. She just kept moving and she kept going to Naomi and she kept being this lovely person even in the midst of a storm. And we can learn something from that this morning. That if she could do it, you and I can definitely do it. You and I can definitely. Because why? Because we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will lead you to all understanding. My brothers and my sisters, my time is about up. But you know me, I can get, keep going and going and going. And they got to wheel me back in, you know. But God is on the move, my brothers and sisters. Get ready, get ready, get ready for what he's going to do. Sunday's around the corner. Friday is already here. Be grateful that the Lord already brought you through this week. You have made it to Friday. Hallelujah. You, and that's enough to just praise him. That's enough to just thank him. So keep your focus. Keep your focus. You know, get ready for Sunday service. You know, those who are serving, come on now. Keep serving. Don't stop. We need all the, the help that we can get, you know. Hey, if you want to, if you want to stop for Cumberland County, help me put up some pipe and drape. I'll be more than happy to welcome you <laughs> to help me with the pipe and drape, you know. So we, there's always something to do, my brothers and sisters. I pray that you got something out of this this morning. I pray that God will bless you, that God will sustain you, that God will carry you the rest of the way, you know. Things are about to take place. Things are happening, and we need to be grateful. Come on now. Let's be grateful. Grateful for what you have this morning. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. I thank you for your peace that surpasses understanding. Only you can give that peace. I pray for all my brothers and sisters. Father God, I pray that you will just be there with them, that you will just meet them right where they're at, whatever need, whatever it is that they're going for. I pray that you will calm their storms of their life. I thank you in advance for what you're going to do. I thank you for what you're already doing, Father, because you work in the secret place, Father God. And that secret place, sometimes we don't know or understand where it's coming from, but you are working it out, Father God. You All the details are in, already in you, Father God. And I thank you that you're working it out for us. So I pray for them. I pray your blessing, your protection, and your guidance. Be with them. Keep them and guide them, Father God. And I just thank you for their victory because their victory is my victory, Lord God. Thank you for what you're doing. In Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen and amen. All right, now, keep your focus. Keep your focus. 
and we see each other soon. God bless you all.